1: Gotta get back to it. welcome back to throttled up the podcast uh exciting night tonight uh back in studio um only one more week i believe matt we said we're going to take a break so we'll take next week off to to rest up to get into the full season here of uh racing action and throttled up i'm ready man i'm ready to do it every wednesday night again I'm, I'm 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 excited as well and ready to go And we've got some fun things to talk about tonight but uh before we do let's run down our sponsors here uh for everybody starting off with in the fast lane in the fast lane productions.com is the premier place in southern indiana to see all of the racing action from brownstown speedway on saturday nights Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the off-season. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Schaefer Photo and Custom
0: Tee is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th.
1: Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc., they also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control, email at pest-n-peace underscore at yahoo.com, or by phone at 812-767-5657. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's wwwp 3 graphicscom Gilpin Electric and
0: Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261.
1: We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at
0: Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812
1: 216 3900. Wanted to start a podcast, but don't know where to start? APR Podcast Studios in Crowthersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313. APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is excited to announce a new show coming to the APR Weekly lineup. Who's Your Hardwoods Live will be a weekly hunting and fishing podcast that you won't want to miss. Co-hosts Matt Lamar and Mule Robinson bring their expertise and experience to the airwaves as they discuss techniques, products, locations, and maybe even a few mistakes they've made in the woods before. Don't miss all of the content from Who's Your Hardwoods Live coming out later in February. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All right, let's check here real quick. Uh, Mike, I know you're on there. Uh, Brownstown Speedway just
0: said they can't hear anything. Can you guys
1: hear us? I don't know if it was just the iPads not coming through. See if anybody answers me. Can you guys hear us talk? I'm guessing. Huh. Let's see. Well, Blake Daniels says it's silent, so let's see here. I don't know if I can adjust that from here. Let's see. They said they can hear the voices. Okay, so they can hear us. I yep. don't know. I don't know why it happened there. It went through the recording, so all right, we're well we're done with that anyway. So I do want to say one thing uh there that was in the sponsor reads, um kind of an exciting thing coming up. Going to start next Tuesday, Who's Your Hardwoods Live is a new outdoor uh hunting and fishing podcast presented by Matt Lamar and Muriel Robinson, APR Podcast Studios uh is working with them on so if you get the chance check that out go and subscribe there'll also be a facebook live show at their hoosier hoosier hardwoods outdoors page um and check that out and and support those guys as well um before we get into anything i want to i want to shout out this because i know oh boy's on here tonight he's already already asked me to sign his forehead so i I don't know which i'm first and foremost i want to know why it was you and not why? Why is he not asking me? But then I'm afraid where he's going to say he'd like me to sign. So I I'm just going to leave it alone at that. But I do want to give a huge shout out to him. I, do, I was going to bring that up too. So. Um, he sent us a picture last night, and all I'm going to say I'm not going to get into too much of it because I want it to be somewhat of a surprise. But he came to us in the off season and said, you know, he really appreciated the episode he was on, and and you know we tried to kind of help him, you know, raise some money um, that would get him back on the track. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get back last year, uh, but coming out with a, a new car this year, and he said, I want to do something special for Throttled Up. And he put us on the car in a way that I never imagined. Like, I, I thought he might take a sticker or maybe get a bigger sticker and stick it somewhere, but huge shout-out to Oh Boy and what he did for us. And um, I really appreciate it, Zach. It means the world. Yeah, he – I was very impressed. Definitely put a smile on my face when he sent us the picture last night, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And Yeah, I was in bed, and my wife's like, what are you so excited about? And then I'm like, uh, you, you just won't understand. <laughs> you just won't understand. It's, it's race cars. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you won't get it, but that's okay. Uh, it's still exciting. But we do have a guest in studio, Matt, if you want to go ahead and introduce who we've got with us tonight. Uh, with us tonight, Justin Joy, uh, Hornet driver uh looking possibly
0: in the future to uh, move up in some classes so gonna bring him on justin you're starting to trend
1: you're the first hornet driver we've had on the show so welcome thank you justin if you want to move that mic a little bit closer to you you can swing it right up in there yep there you gotta be better um <laughs> these microphones like girlfriends you got to keep them close. yeah that, so. <laughs> if not they run <laughs> off so justin where where did the uh you know this is something i like to ask every driver and i, I don't know some of our uh our listeners may kind of get tired of it but it's always interesting to me in the sense that you know what is it about racing that drew you to this sport
2: well it starts back with uh my great grandpa uh ted pfeiffer uh he ran usac back in the 1960s and then uh he actually went and uh tried out for the indy 500 cars in 1963 he got shot down uh he was in world war two and uh, had some mortar fire that caused him blind in one eye. So they, uh, disqualified him out of the, uh, tryouts for that. And then he, uh, ended up coming back, restoring the whole car. And then, uh, it's actually sitting at the, uh, museum up in Indianapolis. Uh, so it's kind of started there. And then my uncle Jim and them started racing there at Brownstown in 1998 in the bomber series. And, uh, he ran that for a good while, him and, uh, his boy Jim, or, uh, james most people knew him jj and then uh he ended up going up to super stocks and ran in for a little bit and then i believe it was
0: 2016 he decided to get out of it yeah. i i talked to a Jim, so it's been three years ago now and he told me about his dad and trying to get in the indy 500 there and that that is an amazing story he said he actually got to turn the laps and then they found out that he was blind in that eye and, and then told him he couldn't he couldn't race in the race so yep and then uh once the usac
2: actually found that out that he had been racing for like four or five years with a you know one right. eye, they pulled his license, and that was that so
1: wow, I'm looking here, they're saying they're having trouble with hearing him, and I think it's because i th- I don't think it's coming through our mics is the reason why um so everybody i I know this is awful, but i'm gonna i'm gonna jump we're gonna jump off this one real quick and we will bring up a new facebook live um right off the bat that will that should have our mics coming through there must be something not clicked correctly so let me jump on and do that real quick and we'll come right back
0: mike says move the mic
1: closer is it can you not hear him at all or just low see i think it's i don't think it's coming through because that's why this didn't come through okay so let me everybody jump back on with us here let me see cuz it should come through pretty clearly.
0: I know we're a lot louder than than he is, so that's
1: Yeah, let's see if we get this on there. Throttle. Let's see. Always something. Technology supposed to be easier. <laughs> out of practice man i took a sick day sunday didn't do one so out of practice let's see here let's jump back on let me see if i can get this up all right let's see when we get some people back on here with us um this should be much better hopefully get somebody on here with us and
0: see all right can you guys hear us now
1: yeah, let's make sure this is clear. Jeremy, and sounds can,
0: better. Can you and Mike? Can you guys hear us? Justin, go ahead and talk in there too, and say hello. Can you guys hear now? Nobody, nobody's responding.
1: No, nobody's talking now. Now they can't hear any of us. Mike, <laughs> did you hear Justin also? Okay, good to go. Yep, that's what I thought it was. Thank you, guys. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties always got to keep you guys on your toes, making sure you're there, oh boy found his way back, so that means everybody else should be able to so um other I don't see Derek bottoms, but who knows he's a karate class or
0: hey we'll throw that out there though that uh Billy Badfast yeah. has
1: warrior front end
0: bumpers for sale right now, so and Billy badfast oh, capital capital.
1: Yeah, capital bumpers. Capital bumpers for sale. Uh Billy Badfast will be uh returning as a sponsor here at the end of February for throttled up the podcast. So don't forget about those guys um, and go check them out. Um uh, you know, Billy Badfast performance, it is the place to go, as said by Zach Burton. He, yeah he is a Billy Badfast kind of guy. So him and Derek uh, Bottoms.
0: Zach told me that Billy Badfast is his hero.
1: Yeah, well, that's again i'm i'm just shocked that zach wanted you to sign his forehead i mean i would think that it would be it would be bottoms and billy back Uh, yes you would think so so anyway obviously Justin. sorry we we got we got off track there with these guys but um you obviously have that family tradition in racing um you know this this whole family that is uh you've grown up around it so why did you decide though that the next step was you wanted to be in a car well, being around the track growing up and stuff and helping
2: grandpa in the shop and at the track and everything, it just, I wanted to do it, but just the funds wasn't there. I mean, we, I, everybody worked hard for what they had and, you know, growing up, we didn't really live on the good side. We, you know, average class and just parents couldn't really afford it. And now I'm finally stable and everything else and I finally, I actually sold my boat last year and had the money in the pocket, and <laughs> bought another hole in the water, just throw money at
1: <laughs> You will not believe who <laughs> – I was just going to say the same yeah, exact thing. Either they
0: sell a boat and buy a race car. Or sell a race car right. and buy a boat. Yeah, it's one or the other. There's Those boats and race cars, like,
1: they can't coexist. Well, the, and I think the thing is, is I think it's exactly what he just led on to there. Everybody involved in this has an addiction to, to throwing money at something. Yeah. Um, and it's either boat, race car, but what – or for us I guess yeah. we're we're, yeah. we're we're tossing it now but you're exactly right it's pete Abel sold his race car to buy a boat we're selling boats to buy race cars so um but the cool thing is it's you know it's one of those where no matter what uh you know you make it happen to get it done so and
2: you know being on all these uh facebook pages and stuff and I, I'm always on there looking around, and it's it's the same thing. Somebody's trying to trade all their racing stuff for a boat or got a boat on there trying to trade it for a race car oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just finally decided to get rid of the boat just because it was got to the point where I never really had a set schedule with work, with farming and stuff, and it was just difficult to really get a group of people that I knew I could count on, you know, call up Saturday morning, hey, good to go to the lake this weekend. And then, well, i am already got plans or whatever, so the race car is just a lot easier. I can hook up to it, go to the track, and there's always going to be some type of friend there that's <laughs>
0: – so. Well, you know the two best days a guy owns a boat though, right? <laughs> yeah. The they, day he buys it and the day he sells it, so <laughs> –
1: that's for sure. Yeah, there's no winter circle at the lake. No, no matter and, uh, how much you try and uh, you try and make one.
2: And like within like three days of selling the boat, the guy called me. He's like, "Hey, uh, you know, could my mechanic call you and see what you've done to this boat or whatever? This, this, and that." And I was like, "Yeah, that's no problem." And he calls me. He's like, "Well, it wasn't your fault, but we blew the whole loader unit out on the lake." <laughs> and i mean destroyed it he oh sent me my. pictures and everything else and he ended up dropping twenty two hundred dollars in to fix it so i was like you timed it perfectly i timed it right yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one to get in a, no one to get that's out that's right yeah
2: <laughs> so
1: obviously so how long have you been in the car now
2: well i actually bought it last year uh fair weekend okay, Texas okay. county fair weekend so i uh ran i believe it was eight point races and then run fun fest so
0: now is that to chris um it's chris wade's old car. that's what i
1: thought yes so
0: yeah okay
1: and what drew you because you are as matt said you're our first hornet class uh driver on here um and i'll be honest i have i have gained a a, a new respect for the hornet class that as a previous fan i probably didn't have um getting the chance to watch you know what bill grant was able to do this year at 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 brownstown and a lot of the other drivers that were there um i probably got an appreciation for a lot more than i ever had and uh but what drew you to that hornet class
2: well i actually had the boat up for sale and uh, chris wade's dad had messaged me and asked if he'd be interested in possibly trading that car for the boat and actually had a guy that was supposed to come that night to look at it and was very serious on buying it. And so, it's like the guy showed up and handed me cash. I was like, well, now I got the cash in the hand. Still had a little extra after I went and bought the car. So, ended up getting some more parts with it and everything else. And so, it was just right there, spare of a moment And I was like, well, we'll try it out. And I knew who owned it before. And I knew, I mean, it was built
0: right and everything. So, for the price that I got to that, I couldn't pass it up. So... <laughs> H- had you drove anything on the racetrack before you rolled out there, you know, your first night at Brownstown? Nope. Never have. Besides, I mean, I've ran, raced
2: four-wheelers and stuff like that, you know, around the farm and stuff like that, but nothing actually on an oval.
1: So, And what is it like the first time you strap in to – to go out yeah because you gotta remember we're huge
0: fans we are both non-drivers man we've we've never been
1: in a race, car and, race. and i will say this as, as much as all the different divisions are different i don't care what anybody says you're still strapping in a race car and you're still yes. hitting the track for the yeah. first time
2: all i know is when i pulled in there i saw a lot of eyes just get real big with like <laughs> softball size because i was the new owner of chris wade's car and a lot of people wanted that car oh really and i mean i had a couple people come over wanting to buy it right off the bat like while i'm at the racetrack and i'm like no it ain't for sale and so you know getting off uh getting off there off the trailer and stuff and getting right there in the lineup shoot i mean i was shaking i mean (laughs) here i am never been on the track nothing just watching you know the uncle and grandpa and i'm like "Eh, okay well we're gonna go out here and do it and you know and then as soon as I got off the track I was like, yep, I'm ready to go again. Like it
1: just I couldn't get enough of it. Next or, Saturday night couldn't come fast enough. No. Huh? <laughs> and and this may be and and you can tell me if it is. It may be a stupid question. I think what I would stress, like when I go watch the race, obviously all of the you know, kind of the the procedures of how you do things. I mean hot laps and all of that and how many laps you run and those kind of things and and the heat race it's very natural sitting up there. I think if I was in the car, I would be thinking constantly, like, am I going to screw this part up? What do I need to do next? Does that play in the any factor, or do you just go with the flow and see what happens?
2: I know when I first got out there on the track, I'm sitting there, you know, wasn't 100% sure when, you know, the firing and everything else, and it was like, sitting there, okay. And then as soon as we take off, then you're wondering, okay, where's that car at behind you? And then you're just sitting there wondering who you're going to get into or whatever, because you don't want to junk anybody's stuff right i mean period and being the first time out there on the track that's all i kept having in my mind was waiting you know getting somebody's way cause some type of accident or something and
0: you know over time it eventually come around i would say the first few times i would probably be more tired than usual because i'd probably be tense and stiff and gripping the wheel too much and you know i until you get that relaxed feeling, you, yeah. It's and you it's, go back to when you was fifteen learning to drive. You I mean, know, you anytime use, you do something new, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: And I mean, the whole time, my hands. By the time I got done with the race, <laughs> my gloves were soaked with sweat, <laughs> and I was just like, finally, whenever I was able to take my uh, fire suit and stuff off, I just you could feel the tackiness of just and oh yeah the dust and the dust settling because you're so soaked from sweat, you could just I mean feel it all over feel now. it all over
0: <laughs> So That's cool. I mean, that you know that's got to be a cool feeling. So what oh, is? So
1: what do you think the what what what's the most important thing you learned in the the short time you were able to race last year? A uh, bolt check. <laughs> <laughs> that is number 1 thing is bolt check. I uh and just going over the
2: car. Absolutely going over the car it is is I got to the track and you know, I went over and over and over and I thought I got everything and went to go change the tires down and grabbed a hold of the spindle to take the wheel off and it just shook real bad and I was like what in the world well the castle nut on the b- lower ball joint was backed <laughs> all the way off holding on by two threads oh my and I'm like oh like I just missed it but it, definitely that's something that's got to be checked I mean the <laughs>
0: nut and bolt check every time and my brother wants to know if you heard uh, noises in the car that wasn't there like you you just your senses was so you know intense that you was hearing things rattling or loose that that maybe really wasn't
2: well i mean on the track you hear i mean it inside that car just because i mean you got the doors out and everything to clear the door bars and the cage and stuff like that so you get that rattling noise anyways and so you'd always be like okay well that's normal and then you know, sometimes you'd hear something, yeah, I don't think that's normal. And then you get off the track and then you'd be sitting there looking and looking and looking and, and then nothing be there. So,
1: huh. I do want to shout out here real quick because I, I talked about him before he joined, but Bill Grant is with us. Yes. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to him. And Bill, you, you weren't on here when I was talking about it, but. Uh, you know getting to watch you especially this year and the other guys in the Hornet class definitely brought a a new appreciation to me for what you guys do. So I do want to give a shout out. And Bill's got one. I know you brought it up at the banquet. Bill's got one of the coolest stories, you know, the race stories of of the year after his it was his first feature win, correct? Yeah, he had a heart attack. He had, he had a heart attack. Had to, yeah. had to go
0: to the hospital. Uh, second feature win, the screws backed out of his glasses and he raced most of the feature unable to see. Then he had the pretty much talladega style wreck coming out of turn two that one evening so
1: and i'll be honest that's that's the whole reason why i've decided not to become a full-time race driver is i'm just afraid my first future win might end in the same way and bill looks like he's in better health than me to be honest So oh, i'm, yeah. a, I'm yeah. afraid it might end me and uh and oh boy, I see you put smells are scarier than sounds, um, that's the way with everything, eh I was gonna say <laughs> that's that's life, oh boy, I don't know what you're smelling, but uh, <laughs> uh we'll just leave that one at that, so we won't uh we won't go any farther but uh and then,
0: uh, well, I know what he's saying. you get the rear end, you get the rear end grease burning up, or you know, oh, I thought he was talking about it in his race suit. well, I'm trying to uphold him here. He did us a solid, so I'm, I'm going to try to be on his side for one you. are always
1: so nice to everybody. Well. You're a good guy. But I do think it's a good <laughs> good question. Uh, Matt's brother Mike brings up, do you have any superstitions on race day? Because I'm a former football coach, and I have, like, crazy superstitions. Like, I'm nutty when it comes to that kind of stuff. So do you have those on race day?
2: Yes and no. I mean,
1: on the way the track, if something
2: has from the time I've loaded up and on the way there, if something just doesn't go right, then then on the way there and at the track, then I'm starting to wonder the rest of the night, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And and it's just, you just, and then those nights you're just over, like you just keep watching and watching and watching. And I think most of those nights that I don't think I probably raced the best I could have raced and just because i felt like it probably was trying to watch too much
1: trying to keep for
2: something happening
1: so and i do want to shout out too. i see my buddy dirk smith has uh joined us here and uh matt i haven't even told you this yet but here in a couple weeks uh when we're gonna have marty o'neill on here with us uh dirk is also gonna be joining us um he actually has a night off of work and he's gonna be coming in and uh hanging out with us and asking some questions as well so shout out to Dirk I'm glad to see he's uh, he's on here with us tonight but um, Justin I'll ask you this too because what do you think you said that you know obviously bolt check and those are the biggest lessons you learned what's the next step you think you need to take in your driving on the track
2: just I mean it's seat time really I mean it's just seat time over and over and over and When we're not on the track, it's best to be out there watching. You know, if you can catch the next heat race or whatever with the Hornets or whatever, just watching to see what everybody else is really doing, just to try to. And that way, you get a feel for the what the other drivers are doing. That way, you kind of have an idea in your head. Okay, well, this guy here, you know, he's running top five or whatever, and then this guy's running here in the back, and you kind of see if they're going to cross the track up and down. You know. Stuff like that that
0: can really help. Has any of them come to you and kind of took you under their wing and you know and tried to help you that way, or have you went to any of them? And uh, Shannon Walp and then my guys over there, uh, Haymaker Customs, they've uh,
2: right off the bat pretty much just started helping me out. Uh, Trent Adams, like I said, the guy that uh, had built the car that I had last year that I had bought from Chris Wade he pretty much come over there right off the bat and was telling me, Hey, this is what I did. And this is what we ran. Here's a start. And then go from there and let me know what you need, what's it doing and stuff like that. And, you know, finally towards the end of the season there, like fun fest and stuff, it just, I really got the hang of the ride and it just, everything went smooth. But the main issue I was having last year was I kept blowing the front ride off, kept rolling it off, rolling it off. And finally ended up, uh, getting a tire pressure that worked right and end up not really i was from what i was getting that was i was overdriving it into the corners and throwing too much weight to the right front and it would just i mean dig in and roll roll the wheel off and so i started letting off a little bit sooner and stuff like that and it helped so
1: i think that's got to be one of the toughest things is to figure out that balance between you know and i this is going to sound dumb because it's the you know, the Ricky Bobby thing, but to, you know, to slow down, to go fast, you know, yep. you, understanding, you know, your control and your, your how smooth of a driver you are. I would think, and I know we were joking before about you and I being on the track together in cars at the same time and Matt and us, us competing. I think that would be as a young driver, the toughest thing to learn because you just want to push and push. and Oh push. Yeah. Um, Blake Daniels asked what
0: number you are. 4J. Yeah. Right. 4J. Uh, red and gray car there so uh yeah he's the number four j was the four what four w when you That's got four it? four w whenever yes. i got it
2: and i cut the
1: w off of it and <laughs> <laughs> made it to a j yeah made it to a j <laughs> i i do want to give a shout out here too real quick just on a side note uh my buddy juice is on here as well and and watching and gave us a shout out so juice i appreciate it buddy and um thank you for everything you do to help promote our podcast as well so just wanted to shout him out as well And Mike asks, are you good at taking notes? Do you keep meticulous notes race to race based on what you felt, what you saw, those kind of things?
2: I pretty much after I get done at the track and, you know, that Sunday or whatever, I'm sitting there kind of just writing stuff down that what worked, what didn't work. uh, Just, and like I said, I would go back. I had uh, in the Fastlane Productions and I would just watch that over and over and over throughout the week watching what i'd done from the previous saturday to the previous saturday and just kept watching what what worked and what didn't and kept like i said we'd watch to see where everybody else was running what what i was running and that's pretty much what i've been doing i mean it's just
0: so you're saying the premium subscription there was well worth the money for you then for yes. in the fast lane so. yeah. yeah
1: shout out to one of our sponsors
0: yeah, in the so, fast lane production yeah, so I, I was gonna he he plugged them, i was gonna help back it there so <laughs> And the subscription pretty cheap too is oh, yes. I mean, you know it's, it's
2: it's well worth the price what they're asking for it and like I said it's I mean you got live notes right there in front of you that you're right. able to watch what you're doing and what was working what wasn't working.
1: And that's a great point that you just said with the subscription price and not to continue to plug them but when you start looking at the other I mean the national touring series and what it costs for some of those subscriptions what you know in the fast lane is asking for that premium subscription the ability to watch every saturday night's features at brownstown is one heck of heat races and features yes heat races and features yes you're exactly right um my brother-in-law john wants to know who helps you
0: at the racetrack are you one man band or you got help or
2: well i mean my cousin kind of helps me out and a lot, my, like i said we pretty much all help each other there uh, haymaker customs we got shannon Wolp, trent adams and uh, logan salesman and like i said every weekend we're all there pretty much they'll come over and look at my car and i can start going like we just go through all of our cars that way we're not looking at you know over like it's something easy overlook i mean you keep looking at it, looking at it and you might not catch it but you know they come over look at it or whatever they're more likely to catch something that i didn't catch and then go over to their car or whatever so we we all
1: pretty tight-knit you know group that works out Take us kind of through what your your week is like as you prepare. Obviously, so let, let's say we've we finished the race on Saturday night. What's the rest of the week look like to get back again the next Saturday? Well, pretty much Sundays, all unload, unloading everything, and then uh,
2: normally we all work, you know, Monday through Friday or whatever. So normally we're off by five or six o'clock, and most nights we're in the shop till ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night throughout the week. So there's a lot of shop hours that's there that. <laughs> You know, always changing something. Just make sure that we don't have something break on us or bearing go out or CV axle go out, anything like that. So it's, I mean, What's, it's a nonstop.
0: That's another comment my brother just asked. if The hub bearings wear a lot. Is it, do you find a lot of wear in those from the stress, on, like, especially like your right front, you know, where you yeah. said He's was going in too hard? Uh, I pretty much change those about every other race.
2: Oh, really? I mean, as cheap as they are to do it, it's better to do it than to lose it than be sorry so and normally like on the right or right rear we got the safety hub to come off them uh caravans so those get reinforced and stuff like that so it's an actual full-on bearing assembly on a spindle rather than just a pressed hub and i actually had that one break on me last year oh wow the uh pulled out the main stock mount uh, because we normally just bolted in there with 916 bolts grade 8 bolts onto the factory assembly, and sure enough, it broke on me, and I went out and just made my lap so i get my money for that night, and right off the bat, like, five people dropped off the feature, so I was like, well, you know, I'll just go down here and just keep running circles, not, you know, running hard or anything, just keep it safe, and end up finishing, I think, 10th or 11th that night out <laughs> of 20 cars, and I was broke, so <laughs>
1: that worked out for me, so... And, you know, the reason why I kinda asked your week is because I, I I also want people to know Zach Burton said that AutoZone dis, discontinued
0: his lifetime warranty on hubs in Columbus and Franklin. So uh so, they, they probably figured him out. There. Well I I So Zach, I'm gonna say this. Seymour might be hearing this as well. So you might be down another well, that, AutoZone. That was back when Zach was in the in the Hornet, <laughs> yeah. so that's uh I got
2: I got uh one of the parts over there in town that takes care of me that you know, I don't. I don't get the warranty on it, but at the same time, is is what I'm getting them from from them. The price, it's you know, I prefer to go out there, and spend that you know that little money, and make sure I'm gonna be good to go rather than.
0: Well, so. feel feel free to give them an advertisement there. That's right? I mean, that's what we're. Well, here that's for. One, that's one thing we talked
2: is, is we're not really gonna. Oh, not out no, okay. there Just because right. it's one of those that phone calls that come in, and, you know. Yeah. So. so I got a couple sponsors like that this year that, you know. On paper, we're good, but we don't want it all over the car and everything okay. else just because they don't want the phone calls and stuff like that. So,
0: Do you have any you can publicize? Uh,
2: Peak Long Care, they're, uh, they're out of Seymour, Indiana. Uh, veteran-owned, operated. Uh, let's see here. I got their phone number. Phone number is going to be uh, 812-216-6500. It's uh, Peak Long Care. Uh, it's Paige Coop and Michael Bush there that uh, run that. He's actually a previous uh, military vet. Actually, went in with him at the same time, signed a contract the same day, and everything. And really, so. that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty oh. cool.
1: So you, you also former former vet. Yep. All right. Yeah. Th- and th- and you're firefighter. Yep. Yeah, first responder. So, yep. uh, yeah. Thank you for service in both ways. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I, yeah, I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, and uh, I'm gonna ask you this on a flip side because I kind of know what you do you know as in the farm yep. um for for a career how does that affect you know as we get into racing season kind of gearing up here in the spring um i know i i'm married to a farmer's daughter uh so i know what happens when planting and harvesting season comes around when the weather's right there's only one thing you're doing so how does that affect the timetable on on the car well
2: actually out there at the Inglow farm uh they are very family-oriented, and they pretty much bend over backwards for us guys out there that work full-time for them, and uh, they they normally let me off every Saturday on a race day or whatever, and normally I, I'm i out there to shop, and I normally, working on the race car, making sure, just going over everything, getting ready, and so if they need me or whatever, they'll call me or whatnot, and, but normally by two thirty, three o'clock, I'm off the clock and headed to the track, so... They uh, they're very good about that for letting me off and everything else. So
0: that's amazing to work for for employers yes. that understand our addiction on Saturday nights being at the racetrack and they work with you to try to get get your you know because you know all of us that work at the racetrack we all have full time jobs on top of that and it's you know our employers are, are all kind of understanding that okay yeah he you know he's got to bail out of here so yeah they are very understanding I mean like I said they
2: they bend over for us guys out there and they appreciate everything we do for them. And I highly appreciate everything they do for us. So it's, it all works out. And like I said, it's, it's a great place being out there. So,
1: Well, and I can tell just talking to you too, even, you know, and it's awesome. They do that, but you also get what planting and harvesting season is too. So you understand that, you know, when the weather's right, it may not mean you don't, you're not making it to the track, but like you said, if you're there on Saturday, and they need something, And the weather's right. It's go time until you have to leave to get to the track.
2: And there's, there's a couple nights that, you know, I was like, you know, I'm not worried about if I make it or whatever. And then, you know, the beans, soybeans get real tough at a certain time, normally right after dark and everything. And they just start getting damp and we just can't cut them. And there's been nights that I've got back to the farm and it's, you know, I call somebody at the track and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, how much more time before, you know, the heat race for the Hornet or whatever? And then they're like, oh, well, you got this much time. And, well, I've got the truck loaded up and we're going. And I pulled in and they've helped me unload. And there's been times that I've pulled in there that I had about five seconds to spare to get to the lineup shoot.
1: So No, that's the best thing about soybeans is you at least know there's a cutoff point. There's a a cutoff point at some (laughs) nights. So I
2: took the advantage on a couple of nights. Absolutely. you know, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't going to go out of my way to. You know, there. I understand the farming stuff, and you know, if I'm on the clock, I'm making money. Absolutely. Going the Absolutely. Yes. racetrack. I'm not. So. Yeah. You know, it it didn't bother me either way, but I, I highly appreciate everything they did for me last year, and it's going to continue this year. So.
1: It's funny though that you bring up the soybeans, because when my wife and I was dating, if we knew we were, if we knew, if we, knew we were in the corn, it, don't even try and plan with somebody you're going out to dinner. But if you were in beans, if you planned, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, you pretty much were solid that you had everything cleaned up, put back in the barns, and you could go out to dinner or something. But if it was if it was corn or something, nah, uh, we there if it's good, we're we'll see you later. So Yeah, there's
2: several nights that actually last year that we worked until about three, four o'clock yeah. in the morning and <laughs> It's just because I mean, you know, we saw that in the forecast there's gonna be three, four days worth of rain that yeah, if we didn't go it now, we're gonna be behind later on in the fall. So we're definitely not scared to run them out. Absolutely.
1: So. <laughs> so I I do want to talk about going into this season, you got some you know, you talked about need more seat time and you, you got the opportunity this year to get in the car and kind of see how how it was. What are the goals going into this year? Well, right now i've been really debating on jumping up
2: to a crate and i know that's a huge jump but money wise you're better off going to a crate because i mean the crates can travel anywhere around and everybody's running them and the hornets not everybody's running them and the rules for like pure stocks and super stocks and stuff like that change so much from track to track so it's you're better off going to a crate, and I know it's going to be a big jump, but you got to start somewhere and practice. I mean, it's, it's going to be practice and practice and practice. But I think, at really as of right now, I'll probably end up staying in a hornet for this season, and then just see what happens and see what falls in my lap. You know, something could fall in my lap tomorrow, but something may fall in my lap into season. I don't know. I mean, life. Life's a little crazy, so you never know really what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean,
1: this time last year, you were looking for people to go to the lake with you. Yep. So (laughs) now you're you're looking for race cars. So, Matt, I do think I'll I'll ask it because I know Mike asked it on here, and I I do think it's worthwhile because you are the uh, the king of nicknames. And and Mike asked, you know, are are we going? What are we? What are we going to work out here for Justin?
0: I'm sure it's going to happen, but it's going to have to be one of those deals where it just rolls off something you know i'll be talking about him at the racetrack and it it, it just rolls off the tongue and there it is so
1: yeah which so. the which the good thing is he if he said that about me it would terrify me because <laughs> i what rolled off i'm afraid wouldn't be very good um for you i think you're in nothing I mean, but good Webby got his in a conversation at the draw shack, you know
0: so it just just depends on conversations we have and things yeah, i see I mean,
1: so i call you old man yeah hopefully it's something
2: good and not nothing <laughs> <laughs> something bashing or something like <laughs> no oh, no, no no
1: always matt always has has good nicknames yeah i'm i'm not that guy that, that does any bashing No, if, if he was gonna bash anybody it'd be me that'd be the only one oh <laughs> i would do that on purpose <laughs>
2: hopefully it comes from something good rather than Laura you know. Brockman
0: wants to know what well, we haven't had Rick gum on here. Cause, uh, since we won the episode, I, I do want to say happy birthday, Rick gum. Yeah. I guess he's I, spending birthday at, uh, Thirsty's right down the road this evening, but happy birthday to him.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know it was Rick's birthday. So I hope Rick, uh, Rick listens to the episode. He did know it was throttled up night because as soon as I walked in, he said, w- aren't you doing the show? And I said, yeah, I said, I'm eat dinner here before I go do the show. And, uh, and uh, I got to sit down there with him a little bit and, uh, you know, have a few uh, beverages and uh, mm-hmm. talk with him. But, uh, yeah, That's huge like shout-out and happy birthday that. to uh, to Rick uh, here today. And and Rick will be back. There is no doubt Rick will be back. Uh, we just got to – I don't know if I can laugh that hard every week. Yeah, that kind of hurt your ribs and your cheeks and everything else. So, so Justin, uh, I guess I'm going to ask you this, too, because I always find this interesting, you know – Obviously the family connection, but growing up, who were those drivers that you looked up to?
2: Honestly, it's like I said, my grandpa, uh, it was just, he always had stories after stories and uh, any place I went with him, there was always some type of story. Oh, hey, your grandpa done this and, you know, he done this and that and everything else. And actually in 2012, he actually got named uh, hometown hero there from the old timers reunion, uh, 25th street speedway. Oh, awesome. Uh, so he's always had stories when it come to racing. And like I said, and then going down to the shop with him, the gyms down there in Valonia and stuff, I was always excited. So I knew what happened, what it was, what we're going to do. Because it was always, once we went down there, we normally help load, load up or whatever. So, uh, we'd end up, uh, going to the racetrack and sure enough we'd be helping jim and everything else so it was just being around brownstown speedway and oh yeah actually was so, being right there instead of a television so
0: so much history too with uh, with the brownstown speedway and everything there you know this uh, you guys are hearing some extra noise this evening uh dustin is uh is dog setting for a uh for a black lab who isn't used to being here so he's a little, he's a little nervous so that's that's what the, the extra noise is right now but um 25th street you're way too young to ever get to see anything there aren't you you probably yeah, only remember the mall, don't you no i never got to see any of that
2: but you know just hearing the stories and stuff and the locals and stuff especially going up there to the old timers reunion and stuff with him and there's actually a couple times i think he he ran off the track there into the river there it was adjacent to that and uh they, I guess he was underneath there for a good while. That oh really? And he ended up getting himself out of the car and back up and everything, and he ended up checking out good and everything else. But and then I think either before or after that, I'm not 100 percent sure. Kind of got mixed stories. But another racer had actually rolled off the track there and went into the river there. And oh wow! He actually ran out there and got him out before the uh, emergency personnel even showed up mm. and anything. So he's. He's always had some type of story around,
0: so. Anything you've ever, my brother's asking this, uh, been nervous about out on the track, that you, that you kind of get fearful over when you're, when you're in the car or on the racetrack or you kind of put all that. I mean, you run into burning houses, so I'm sure, you know, that's that's a big deal there, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, after you've seen somebody roll one of these hornets and stuff <laughs> and seeing the aftermath of it, it's really boils down to is you got to know that your cage is safe. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't just have some backyard welder or whatever put a cage in and expect it's going to hold up and put your life on it. So, you know, after you see one of them, and then at that same night, you always kind of, after you get off the track, especially during a heat race and it happens, you're always constantly looking over everything. Right. Making sure something don't break, especially that right rear. If that right rear or anything on that right side Breaks, more like you go, go for, for a ride, ride. yeah so yeah it's you really pay attention to that stuff so
0: did, did, i was going to ask this and my brother just typed it in there too did you did your grandpa race at the hole up there in columbus also offered? yes
2: that's what they uh the nickname uh, depending on if you like the track or not i think they went by the hole or the hill that's yeah
0: what, it's uh so our uh our grand our grandma on our on the staples side actually her house was you can almost see the racetrack where it used to be from the hole there and i've heard many stories that i even had drivers tell me up there that uh, they would pay after the racers drivers they'd give them a hundred dollars for every complete roll they could do on the front stretch after the races up uh-huh. at the hole so it that, uh that's I'm, a pretty famous little place that uh i don't think you can see anything with it anymore so
2: i think it was actually i got it here uh
0: 1958 he actually won the uh open stock
2: car feature up there at the 25th street fairgrounds and then uh it was nineteen sixties he started running the USAC sprint cars, oh wow, so uh he was actually running there's i believe it's between the Chevy and the uh Offenhauser cars, oh, yeah, yeah. so he's running
0: Offenhauser but so i I explained the extra noise this evening that you, yeah, you're, i heard your you. your dog I, sitting there
1: I heard you say yeah we're we're fostering a rescue pup uh so uh he may he may become uh throttled up famous if uh if we don't end up keeping him for the long term, he may become adoptable here on Throttled Up one night because uh, he is looking for his forever home. But I'm not. I'm not willing to say he's not found it until the next couple of days. We'll see how things go. Beautiful black lab though he is, and his name right now is Abe, but he may change to Throttled, and he may end up being the studio dog. But I think my my actual dog, who's here all the time, must have smelled something outside and started barking. So Abe started barking. So. I sent them both out to chase it off. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I think overall though this season, I was very happy with what
2: I mean the outcome was. I mean, there was I finished eleventh in points. Yes, ran eight races out of fourteen total point races. So for running only hat really a little over half, I was pretty happy. I mean, it was nineteen points that separated me in tenth place and. that's that's pretty good ain't it yeah i i kept looking at it and looking at it and then like right off the bat i like got way up there and i was like whoa like (laughs) there's no way this is gonna be like you know and me and andy brown we pushed hard the last two races and that last points race i ended up pushing it too hard like i said i went back to driving it too hard in the corner and rolled the tire off in uh, the heat race and i really needed to play second in that heat race to build it like we was going to be real close to tying and then once i got into the feature then as long as i stayed in front of him at least two positions we was going i was going to be ahead of him i mean just slim on points and me and him i mean pushed it hard for that whole race and then he come over there and he's like he shook my hand he's like man that was a good race and we i mean it was just straight up clean racing i mean we back and forth the whole
0: time and it felt good for somebody to come over and you know I, I no. gotta, I'm going to give a shout out to Andy, too. I think he's got a beautiful hand painted car. I mean, yep. you know, he's about the only hand painted car out there. And I remember, I can't remember, about halfway through the season, he pulled in there to, at the draw shack. And I, I told him, I said, it like so old school
1: because you know, he's, you know, his stuff's still hand painted on there. Yep. So I, I really like that. And I think that's probably the, the coolest thing is when you can get, you know, a guy, and we've talked to other drivers about it, that you trust to race with like that. That it's just good, hard, pure racing. You know, each one of you trying to get the better of the, of the other one, and and just how much fun it is. And I, I can't even imagine what it's like as a driver, as a fan. There's nothing better to know that you're both going to be there at the end. And it and again, it doesn't matter to me whether it's first, second, or or third, fourth, or fifth, sixth. If it's good, hard racing, there's nothing like seeing that as you're as you're racing for the checkers. And
2: I end up causing a. Oh, I, was, I got spun out or something I can't remember but anyways I got st- stopped up on the track and start end up starting back last so I was like 14th position and right off the bat within you know the first lap to two laps there I got myself back up there right behind Andy and me and him had been I mean we I mean we just we rubbed and we got into each other's back bumper and stuff like that and he told he come when he come back over and talked to me he he's like I knew as soon as I felt that good nudge and ass in there he's like i knew it was 4j back on my back door and he's going racing again so i mean it was just i mean it was a very fun night that night and like i said for him to come over there and we shook hands we had a good conversation about it and everything else and that's the stuff that i liked like i mean it was just that night was probably one of the better nights and so
0: it's obvious like racing with andy then and and i don't want you to mention any names but are there drivers that you get around the track that you re- really wish you weren't around at that time that you, you know, it's obvious you like racing with him because you know how he races. You, is there drivers you get nervous around? Like I said, let's not mention any names. That's just, you know. There, There is. And like I said, and
2: I can't really say a whole lot. You know, it was my first year racing, first time in a car. So I'm sure they're probably just as nervous as I was around them. So, and there's a couple of them that I you know, at towards the end of the season, I figured out. You know, it had been their first time being in the car, or whatever, especially or on like dirt or something like that. So, I can't say a whole lot about it. I mean, right? Because it was your first year too. First year too. So, and I know, I'm sure I probably caused some accidents <laughs> or something like that. But I mean, we all got to learn somewhere. And I mean, that's the. Cl- I mean, that's honestly the class. that no, to do it <laughs> so, and I,
1: i'm not laughing at you, you at know, all uh, um
0: zach burton said he don't <laughs> like to race with bottoms and I, you know I, I knew that answer before uh, i'm telling you what what i think what we need to do is rent a boxing ring and just 100 uh, percent where i was going and we'll with do it. a throttled up celebrity box yeah zach burton and and Derek bottoms just get in
1: there and what yeah 110 well, percent and and i'm gonna throw this out now because i know that that oh boy said earlier that if bottoms joined tonight he had a wager for him um for fun fest but i'm gonna throw it out here right now if if we do the celebrity boxing who are you taking bottoms or oh boy i'm taking bottoms
0: boy and you see there was no hesitation in that i know and
1: (laughs) you were very very confident all right here's the deal (laughs) zach said heck no he's bigger (laughs) A, here, here! I'm getting ready to try and put my money behind. Oh boy, to try and support. Oh boy, and he's already cut out of the fight before I've even got a chance to try. And I mean, I was getting ready to go. Hey, we got this. I, I was going to pump him up a little bit here, and nothing. Oh wait, I got bottoms. Okay, so I, I think they're. You know, I, I'll put my money on. Oh boy, no, I think he's taking bottoms in the bet too. Man, I what. Oh, boy, we got to talk. We got to (laughs) talk. That's probably my biggest disappointment of the night right there. The next time we have Oh Boy on, though, Bottoms is going to be on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care what it takes because it'll be – we won't have to talk. We can just sit back. (laughs) Well, we are at about an hour in already, and Justin, I'm going to – I'm going to tell you that, first of all, I really appreciate you reaching out to us and coming on. Um, we were we had, we had talked several times about wanting to get um, our first Hornet driver on, and I saw, like I said, Bill was on earlier, and we would still want to get Bill on, whether it's through a phone call or not. I know he's yeah. usually out of town. He's on the road all the time. He's a working man. Yeah, so we want to try and get with him and get him on as well. But, you know, I want to tell you, what I'm so impressed with and some of the questions I ask about what you go through, through the week and the things you think is because I want people to see that it's not, it is a class where guys are still working and they're still working to, to better their cars and get out there every Saturday night and put on the best show that, that is possible. And I appreciate that. Um, I wish you the best of luck this year, no matter what happens. If something falls in your lap, awesome. If not understandable, but I do wish you the best of luck. And, um, just, to, I, just I don't, buy another, well. don't yeah, buy another boat as well don't stay away from the boat <laughs> no I, I probably honestly probably won't go back for a boat for
2: <laughs> if anything it's going to be a duck boat <laughs> that's pretty easy to keep up so
1: so uh and again everybody that's that's watching us thank you um thanks to all our sponsors we will be back again here in two weeks um on wednesday night with marty o'neill yes um and uh also uh then we will be back weekly um, I, I
0: believe i have uh mr borrow coming in before the no way out he was going he, he actually wanted to come this evening but he left this morning to go to florida which i don't blame him so um, yeah it's tough for
1: me to argue with to hang out with us or go to florida yeah. um, i'd I leave it <laughs> in a heartbeat not hang out, out with to you florida. man <laughs> So yeah I mean now, I'd have went with you to Florida last weekend when they were still at East Bay. Oh I mean, right on. <laughs> I'd have yeah. been in then, yeah. but uh but no, so I mean, yeah, so I think we've got some exciting things coming up and, and don't forget, you know, oh, obvious Before we go off, I want to give a big
0: shout out to the Chad Stapleton interview, you know, representing our hometown guys on on Mav T V there to uh Total chaos himself, you know the anti role model,
1: you know. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's so funny that because usually when my wife is at home, she does join the Facebook live and kind of follow things. And I was telling you the other day that I got her to she she watched a lot of the yeah. the Winter Nationals with me on TV and and she really actually got into it. But when when Chad was was in that race and she kept seeing, it and I said I, I said something about Chad, good line or something. I forget what I even said, and and she goes. That's not the Chad Stapleton that comments on your your podcast all the time, is it? And I go, "Yeah, and she's like, like right there on t v and I'm like, yeah, same guy that makes all those comments on Wednesday nights on the podcast it's that's him, so yeah, huge shout out to stapleton and uh and all the guys and and speaking of my wife, it looks like she just logged in as I talked about her, which is almost scary, um because she must be. She's like Googling
0: Facebook. She listens even when she's not on. Oh yeah, it, this is this is. You know, have, have you ever Googled something and get on Facebook? And oh, it, and it gives you the ad. Yeah, it gives you the ad that you just looked at. You know, so
1: it's yeah, you got to be careful what you what you Google for. So <laughs> she she'll be coming home and saying, "Where'd you eat dinner at? Heard you talk to Rick Gum tonight." Yeah, so. well, she already knows. <laughs> but. <laughs> So uh, yeah, again, everybody, thank you. We're excited for the race season to start. Don't forget the Indiana Icebreaker, March sixteenth, Brownstown Speedway. Followed up the next weekend, um, Friday night and Saturday night, all in yep. twenty five. Friday night, no way out forty on Saturday. Full shows both nights. And and I will say this, um, and I think Matt and I can both agree on this. We we give each other a lot of crap back and forth between the open wheel and the and the late model guys, but that's two weekends that you don't want to miss at brownstown oh that's a fact i don't care if you're late model guy sprint car guy getting to see i mean brown sounds great every weekend but getting to see all those guys um in those two weekends right off the bat there's nothing like it and if weather permits uh
0: two weekends of practice there the first two weekends in march what is that march 2nd and uh, 9th i think yes uh you know uh jim's gonna have the track open for practice on the any class, any any dirt car that uh, you need to turn laps in. Uh, it was exciting last year. Justin Bowling, first time I ever seen him in a car mm-hmm. was uh, was in practice last year. So uh, kind of look forward to see who's in new places and what they're on practice day. So don't forget about that either.
1: And I do want to shout out to you um, as we talk about the no way out. Obviously, I talk about me being a sprint car guy and. And, uh, obviously exciting news about Briscoe and and Dave Darlin hooking up and, and you were so kind. You saw the new paint scheme, which I've talked so much about what Chase Briscoe racing would look like this year and sent it to me. And just want to say, you and I have talked about it. I'm stoked. I think it is sweet looking. I think it looks like he's down to business and with Dave Darlin in the car, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year.
0: It's not the red and white that you wanted, but it's a it's a car that looks like it means business Set and it's still. It's old school. Oh, it, yeah. It's not yeah. flashy.
1: It's not it's not look at me. It's You'll see me parked in victory lane. And I think with Dave Darlin' in the shoe, I think they're tough to bet against. People's champ, man. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks for joining us. Justin, best of luck um, with everything. Anytime you ever want to come back on, yeah, don't be we'd a stranger. love to have you back.
2: All right, well, thank you, guys.